This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Welcome everyone, this is Alana Oilifi with my program called Body Matters. I hope you all had a fantastic week. Today I want to talk about God's supernatural protection over us. I know that it's going to be holiday soon and you know people are traveling and people are doing things and they're out and about and you know I just think so many times when you know we could have been in trouble or in a car accident But God is so faithful. He's always working behind the scenes and he's there to protect us. And today I just want to do a teaching on God's protection and also how we can ask the Lord to protect us and not just us as us personally, but also regarding our finances and our income. So I just want to encourage you this morning um, with this word. You see, the Lord is our protector and we belong to a mighty God who is all-powerful and all-knowing. You know, in Romans 31 verse 7, it says, If God is for us, who can be against us? You know, He cares about every detail um, of our lives and we are His children. And in this world, we are so prone to all kinds of hardships, troubles, persecution, But if God is on our side and we trust, we can trust and rely on him to deliver us and protect us. You know, one um, scripture in Psalm 91, the whole of Psalm 91, I just want to read that scripture, start off by reading that scripture. Um, This is such a powerful scripture when one is in trouble and you really need God to step in and to help you. And this scripture, you can meditate on it. Um, This I call my 911 scripture. So I want to read it to you. Um, So let's start with Psalm 91 verse 1. It says, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadows of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save me from the foulest snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrows that fly by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at our side and ten thousand at our right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say, the Lord is my refuge, and you make the Most High your dwelling, no harm will overtake you, no disaster will come near your tent, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways, so they will lift lift you up in their hands, so that you will not strike your feet against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. 
I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me, and I'll answer him. I will be with him in trouble, and I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I'll satisfy him and show him my salvation. Isn't that such a beautiful scripture in Psalm 91? I mean, just read it again, meditate on it. And the last scripture, number 15, it says, And he will call on me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble, and I will deliver him and honor him. And I just want to talk about calling on the name of the Lord. You see, the name of the Lord is so powerful. When we call on him, he says, I will be with him in trouble and I will deliver him. In Proverbs 18, 10, it says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are saved. A tower is a high and safe place, which is normally part of a fortress where watchmen would stand and guard the city and sound an alarm whenever danger came. You see, the Lord is our tower and our refuge in times of trouble. In Psalm 91, which I've just read now, verse 1 and 2 says, He who dwells in the shelter of the highest will rest in the shadows of the Almighty. We'll find rest in His shadows if we dwell in Him. You know, if we connect with God, when we press into Him, you know, when we give everything to Him, we can rest in His shadows. And I will save the Lord. He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. You see, calling on the name of the Lord during times of trouble is so powerful. Because there's power in the name of Jesus. And there's that song many of you will know. There's power in the name of Jesus to break every chain. And that's such a beautiful song that, you know, just brings up this whole message again of calling on the name of the Lord. Because there's power in his name. It says that the, that his name is above all names. Let's just read Philippians 2, 9, 11. And it says, therefore, God has highly exalted him and has freely bestowed on him the name that is above all names, that at the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of those in heaven and on earth and those under the earth and they and that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You know, demons shudder when they hear the name of God. And it's in his name that they are cast out and they need to submit to God's name. You know, sometimes we are so in trouble. I've heard of stories where people were, you know, in close accidents and the only thing they could say was Jesus, Jesus. And mighty things happened and God had super, supernaturally protected them. You see in Luke ten seventeen it says, The twenty-two returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. You see, in the name of Jesus we have authority, um, authority, and even authority over Satan and the kingdom of darkness. Romans ten thirteen says, Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Whenever we are in trouble, we should call on the name of Jesus. And by doing this, we acknowledge that without him, 
you know, we are powerless and um, against any anything that is prevailing against us. And if we go back to Psalm 91, 14 to 15, it says, Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. You know, isn't that so beautiful that even just the mention of his name, Jesus, there is power. So let's take a short break and then we'll be back in a few minutes. Welcome back to those of you who've just tuned in. I'm Alana Olifir and you've just tuned into Body Matters. And I've just been chatting about the protection of God, you know, God's supernatural protection over his children. And I've spoken just previously before this break about Jesus's name being so powerful. You know, when we're in trouble and we don't know what to say, we can just say Jesus, Jesus, there's power in the name of Jesus. But just think about it. You know, the Lord is always with us. And the Lord says that no matter where we are or no matter what we are going through, he's with us, even in times of trouble. You see, the Lord says he'll be with, be with us in times of trouble. And sometimes he does not always deliver us from trouble. But in the midst of trouble, he will protect us. And I just want to read Isaiah 43 verse 2, which says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Excuse me. You know, when God is with us, nothing, nothing can overtake us. You know, sometimes God allows us to go through the storms of life. Not just because he wants us to go through it, not because he wants us to have trouble. But if we read that scripture that comes to mind, it says even, um, you know, consider it pure joy. You know, when you go through all kinds of trials, all kinds of things, because that produces hope and perseverance. You know, as Christians, we're always going to to go through difficulties. As I said, we're not immune to hardships. We're not immune to um you know, the things of this world. But because we've got God in our lives, He will be with us. The Lord also says that He will uphold us and help us in times of trouble. He does not want us to be afraid. And I want to think of Isaiah 41, 10 to 11. The Lord says, Do not fear, for I'm with you. Do not be dismayed, for I'm your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. You see, all who rage against you will surely be ashamed and disgraced. Those who oppose you will be nothing and perish. And I've just got another beautiful scripture again out of Psalm 91. You see how many scriptures come out of Psalm 91. And this is Psalm 91 verse 7, which says, A thousand may fall on your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You see, in the midst of chaos and destruction, the Lord will protect us. You know, sometimes... um. I always find the best time to pray is in the morning. 
And um, I don't know if I've told you, but sometimes when I, t- well, not sometimes, every morning when I drop my children off at school, you know, the minute we get into that car, um, we, we've got this habit of we start praying. And I believe the best time to pray is in the morning, you know, before God knows what's lying ahead that day. And, you know, God, I always pray, God, go before us. You know, make the crooked places straight. Keep us safe in the palm of your hands. Um, cover us today, Lord, wherever we go. Put a wall of fire, hedge of protection around us. And I find the best time to pray is in the morning. The first thing when you when you open up your eyes or before you go out anywhere, that God's hand will be upon you. Um, you see, the Lord also, um, he fights our battles for us. And I, I just want to go on and touch on the Lord who fights the battles, our battles. Um, you know, we need to put our trust in God in times of trouble, you know, and stand firm knowing that God is working behind the scenes. You know, God hears our prayers. He knows the situations that we are in. And sometimes we just need to wait on him. And I know it's so difficult sometimes to wait on God when you're praying, when you're in a, a tough situation. You know, when, you know, the, the bank's going to come remove your car or you don't know where you're going to get your next meal from or you don't know how you're going to pay the rent. And I mean, these are realities where, you know, it brings fear. And, um, you know, you feel like you, you're just consumed. And, you know, God, when we call out to him, he does hear our prayers. And we just need to wait on him sometimes. And in Exodus 14, 13, it says, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. It says the Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you and you will hold your peace. You see, the Lord is the one fighting for us. If we take refuge in him. He will keep us safe in the palm of his hands. You know, without God, we are absolutely nothing. You know, God knows everything. He knows what lies ahead of us. He knows the situation we're in. He knows everything. And sometimes we just don't know. We don't know. (laughs) And um, we can just call out to him. And we can just trust him that God will make a way for us. You see, the Lord has given us angels. Another way the Lord protects us is his angels. And he will put his angels to work on our behalf. And Psalm 91, 11 to 12, it says, For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways, and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your feet against a stone. Excuse me. See, I've got two stories that I want to just read to you, just to encourage you. And this is about people that experience God's supernatural um, protection through angels. And um, so let me read the first story to you. It says, it's remarkable how many stories of angels come out of hospital experiences It may not be so hard to understand why and when we remind ourselves that they are places of sharply focused emotional prayer and hope. Um, So a lady entered the hospital in 1994 with acute pain from a fibroid tumor. 
the size of a grapefruit in her uterus. And the surgery was successful, but more complicated than expected. And her troubles went over. And she recalls that she was in horrible pain. She had an allergic reaction to the morphine that she was given. And the doctors tried to to counteract it with other medication. And this made a bad experience even worse. She had just had a major surgery. And now she was dealing with the pain of an acute drug reaction. So after receiving more pain medication, she was able to sleep for a few hours. And this is her words. I woke up in the middle of the night. According to the wall clock, it was 2.45 a.m. in the morning. And I heard someone speaking and realized that someone was at my bedside. Um, It was a young woman with short brown hair and wearing a white hospital staff uniform. She was sitting and reading aloud from the Bible. I said to her, am I all right? Why are you here with me? And the woman visiting stopped reading but did not look up. She simply said, I was sent here to make sure you'll be all right. You are going to be fine. Now you should get some rest and go back to sleep. And she began to read again and I drifted off back to sleep. The next morning, she explained the experience to the doctor who checked and said that no staff had visited her overnight. She asked all the nurses, and no one knew of the visitor. So to this day, she says, I believe I was visited by an angel that night. She was sent to comfort me and assure me that I'd be okay. Coincidentally, the time on the clock that night was 2.45 a.m., and that is the exact time recorded on my birth certificate that I was born. You see, this these stories are, are so encouraging. And I just want to read a second story. And this is also a hospital story. <clears throat> and it took place in 1998. Um, Luke was diagnosed with bone cancer at the tender age of eight. As sometimes happens, he came down with an infection, which meant he had to go to the hospital. He was And he was there for about two weeks. And that's when something remarkable happened. One evening, Luke's mother was sitting at the bedside, sitting at his bedside, quietly praying as he slept. A nurse came into the room to check Luke's temperature, but his mother noted something rather particular about her. The nurse was wearing an old-fashioned uniform of the type that would have been common about 30 years earlier in the 1960s. And the nurse noticed that Luke's mom had a Bible by her side. And um, she said that she was also a Christian too. And she said she would pray for Luke's healing. So Luke's family had never seen this odd nurse before and they never saw her again in Luke's remaining time at the hospital. It says, I came out of the hospital fully healed of my infection, says Luke, who was now 19 when he told his remarkable story. And he is now completely free from cancer. Says, my mom believes the nurse could have been an angel coming down to give um, my mother some hope, Luke said. If she was an angel, why would she be wearing, if she wasn't an angel, why wouldn't she be wearing a 1960s old-fashioned nursing clothing? You know, this is such a beautiful story. And there's so many stories that, that people you know, we, which you have heard of people telling. There's one story I can remember 
um, many years back, I also heard the story of God's supernatural, you know, intervention. And I can't remember the story to its full details, but it went something like this. Um, there was two young um, men who wanted to go and do some missionary work. They were actually missionaries. And they were sent into this um, township where they had to go and preach and everything. But the minute they got into this township, they were um, greeted with some, obviously some gang members, you know, people who wanted to, um, who wanted to confront them. And so they were standing there and these people wanted to confront them, you know, give me your, your wallet, give me this, give me that. And they had a gun. And these two missionaries were, you know, just overthrown. They were just started to pray in the, in their minds. And all of a sudden, these, these young group of people um, just scattered. They just ran and they looked at each other and they said, oh, we don't know what happened. But many years later, one of the, the missionaries ended up doing some missionary work in the prison. And while he was there in the prison, a, a, a young man came to him and this young man said to him, do you remember me? And he said, no, I don't remember you. And um, he said, you came many years ago into a, um, you know, a squatter camp or a township. And there was a few of us who held you at gunpoint and we commanded you to give you to give us your money and everything. And he says, I was one of them. And the guy looked at him and he said, I always wondered what happened that day. He said, what happened? Why, why did you guys flee? And they said, you won't believe what we saw behind you. They said there was two huge angels standing behind you. And this um, young man gave his life to the Lord that day when that missionary prayed for him. You see, God is so awesome. He's so great. And he's always there to protect us. And I just want to just shift a little bit from that story. And I just want to touch on the armor of God. You know how important it is, just as we dress every morning, put on our physical clothes, you know, that we need to dress up spiritually. You know, our weapons are not against flesh and blood. It's against the principalities of evil. And we need to be protected in the physical. You see, as children of God, we are enlisted into his army and we are fighting daily. Daily we are fighting spiritual battles. We don't even know the battles um, that are coming against us. And that is why God is there always working in our midst. You see, the armor is our protection gear. And I want to read in Ephesians 6, 10, 18 that says, Put on the full armor of God so that you can take up your stand against the schemes of the enemy. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of the dark world and against the spiritual forces of the evil in heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day comes of evil, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand, stand firm with the belt of truth 
the buckle around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place and your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith in which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit in all occasions with all kinds of request. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for the entire for the entire Lord's people. And what I love about this, you know, every morning, as I told you, when I take my children to school and we pray for protection, we clothe ourselves with the armor of God. And um, it's so amazing how we can all, you know, if I don't pray in the morning, someone will remind me and say, Mom, you haven't prayed. Or, But I give all my children a chance to pray. And every morning, someone, one of my children will pray for the armor of God. So put on the armor of God every day. You know, we are in a battle all the time. You see, the helmet of salvation is there to guard our thoughts and our minds against every evil suggestion. You know, the enemy wants to come with lies. You know, the breastplate of righteousness is to guard our hearts so that we may be pure in heart. The belt of the truth is to guard us against the lies and the schemes of the enemy. The shield of faith is to protect us against anything that comes against the word of God. You know, when we take with the shield of faith, um, you know, faith is the opposite of fear. And the sword of, his, the, sword of the word is when we pray continuously in the spirit. And the shoes is to proclaim the gospel of peace means to do the will of God. You know, I know it sounds, um, you know, how, how can we clothe ourselves? But, you know, it's a spiritual fight that, we bat- that we're battling. You know, the spirit, in our own flesh, we cannot, we cannot fight the spirit. You know that only spirit can fight spirit. And that's when we got the Holy Spirit inside of us. It says, not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. You see, we are told to stand firm once we have done all of this, once we put the armor of God on, and that then God will fight the battles for us. But we need to clothe ourselves. We need to protect ourselves and stand firm so that God can fight our battles. And the one thing that I love, which it says, is pray in the spirit in all occasions. You know, sometimes we don't know. We are so panicky we are in such a predicament we don't even know we can't even think straight and in those times like I said earlier you either call on the name of Jesus or you just pray in the spirit because the spirit knows exactly what to pray for even when we don't know in our flesh what to pray for you see the Lord is our protector our provider and we are nothing without him He has us safe in the palm of his hands. So let's just take a short break and then we'll be back shortly. Thank you. Welcome everyone who's just tuned in. You've been with Alana Willifier with Body Matters. It's nearly the end of my program and I've been just chatting about God's supernatural protection and just read some stories just to encourage you um, that 
with God's angels, that he's got his angels, his ministering angels, his protection. But what I find the most is that we need to ask God to protect us in times of trouble. And God will honor us. He hears our prayers. And what I want to just shortly touch on before I um, end this program is, you know, sometimes we need God to protect us in our workplace or even our finances. And I want to read um, Malachi 3, 9 to 12. And this is specifically, um, you know, God wants to give us increase and he wants to protect our, our means of income. So this is also a form of protection. So let me just add this before I end off. Let's read Malachi 3, 9 to 12, which says, You are cursed with a curse for robbing me even the whole nation. And it says, bring all the tithes into the storeroom, that there may be food in my house. And try me now on this, says the Lord of hosts. And will I not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing that there will not be enough room to receive it? And this is the part I want you to focus on. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all the nations will call you blessed, for you will be a delightful land, says the Lord. You see, this is such an important scripture that ties up with God's protection. And I'm just taking this now purely um, protection over where you are in your workplace, your finances. You see, the enemy wants to always devour. He's a devourer. I don't know if, me, if any of you have ever, you know, when you get some money in, and you get some extra money and you think, wow, I've got some extra money now. Um, I'm going to pack that money away. And then all of a sudden the car breaks. All of a sudden you've got hospital bills or something comes. And before you could even save that money, that money is, is gone. And that is the devourer. But God has got a blessing. And that blessing is when we pay our tithings every month to the church. You know, tithing is such sometimes, um, for, for some people it's really difficult to tithe. And I've heard many people say, yeah, but we don't know what the church is going to do with the money. But you know what? At the end of the day, it's not our responsibility. The church will stand before God, but we need to give according to the word of God. This is the word of God. And it says, he even says, bring all the tithes into the storeroom, which is the church, that they may be that there may be food in my house and try me on this. So God is actually challenging you. Um, you know, when you work to pay your tithing, and then the Lord says, when you pay your tithing, when you pay your tithing first, whatever is left over. For that month, he says, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sake, so that they will, so that, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine bear fruit in the field. And for those of you who are, are businesswomen or businessmen, or even just you know those of you who go to work, you know it's so important. There's such a a big um 
promise from God to protect your income, to protect your means of income where you're working. And God wants to bring increase in that place. So when you pay your tithing, God says, I will protect your money. I will protect your finance. I will protect your means of income and not just protect it. He will give it increase. And I just felt that, you know, I just wanted to to add that because tithing is not just about giving, but more importantly, it's as I said, it's the spiritual promise of protection and blessings connected to it. And we don't know what kind of blessing it is. It could be various kinds of blessing. You know, when you sow into other people's lives, there's always a blessing. And that blessing is could be anything but also God's protection over your finances, over your business. You see, when you sow into God's business, God sows into your business and he will protect your business because he knows that you will sow back into his business. So I just sort of wanted to share that that's that's just additional to God protecting us, you know, God physically protecting us. He's interest in, interested in every area of our lives, not just us physically. God wants to see us healed. God wants to see us prospering in every area of our lives. He wants us to live long lives, you know, and he wants us to flourish in every single area. And I just want to encourage you this morning before I end off with a prayer, you know, make God priority every morning before you go anywhere, before you do anything, go to God. Call on his name. Ask him for his, for his protection. Put on the armor of God every day. As you put on your clothes, put on the armor of God. You know, when you go out somewhere, you know, when you get into your car, ask God to protect you. You know, God protect us. We, we're going on holiday. We're going here. Call out to him. Make God priority in your life. And God will answer your prayers. He will command his angels to protect you wherever you go. And only God can do that. In our own strength, we cannot protect ourselves. So for those of you who are going on holiday, you must have an awesome time. I just want to pray for you. I want to pray God's protection over you um, before I say goodbye. So Lord, thank you that you are our shield and our fortress and our ever-present help in times of trouble. Thank you, Lord, that no weapons formed against us shall prosper, and every tongue which rises up against us in judgment, you shall condemn. Thank you, Lord, that you'll put a wall of fire and hedge of protection around every listener today, God. Wherever they go, Father, go before them. Make the crooked places straight, Father. Lord, where the enemy wants to come in like a flood, Lord, raise up a standard, Father. Raise up a standard, God. I pray for every listener today, Lord, that you will watch over the going ins and coming outs now and forevermore, in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope that this message encouraged you and that you'll remember this when you even in times of trouble that, that you can call on the name of Jesus. There's power 
in the name of Jesus. And um, from me, Alana Willie, for you, I hope you have a, a wonderful week. And I'm looking forward to speaking to you again next week at the same time, at the same place. Goodbye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.